This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. America in crisis. As the president and first lady test positive, who will be next? All the president's men and women, the 21 leaders most at risk. Was his family exposed at the debate? The mad scramble to get tested. Close enough that I'm going to get a, a test. Then the timeline. From the new Supreme Court nominee to the debate to the rally. Retracing the president's every move. It's entirely possible that the president got infected over the weekend. Plus, the first family's medical treatment, straight from Dr. Oz. When you heard positive and President Trump, did your heart sink a little bit? Oh, I was stunned. And election game changer. He's likely going to be off the trail for 10 days, maybe two weeks. The world shudders, the stunned reaction around the globe. Yes, President Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Nearly 7.3 million Americans have been diagnosed with COVID-19. And overnight, we learned that President Trump and the First Lady are among them. The White House says both of them are exhibiting what's being called mild symptoms of COVID. The news is alarming, though perhaps not surprising given the president's disdain for facial masks. Stephen Fabian begins our coverage. MSNBC's Brian Williams was stunned. Hang on, Peter. Uh, For the country. Looks like President of the United States has tested positive for COVID-19. The statement just out. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. The heart-pounding drama unfolded behind closed doors Thursday after the president's close aide, Hope Hicks, tested positive. But it was kept under wraps as Trump continued with his public schedule. The president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, will join us. At 9.50 last night, he spoke by phone with Fox News host Sean Hannity about his ailing aide. She did test positive. She's a hard worker, a lot of men. She wears masks a lot, but she tested positive. And I just went out with a test. I'll see what, you know, because we spent a lot of time, and the First Lady just went out with a test also. So whether we quarantine or whether we have it, I I don't know. Shortly before 1 a.m., Trump confirmed he had it. This has got to be President Trump's worst nightmare. The dramatic news about the president was met with shock on Wall Street and financial capitals around the world. Here in New York, the stock market plunged in early trading, but then bounced back. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows updated reporters about the president's condition. He has mild symptoms. Uh, as we, we look at that, the, uh, the doctor will continue to uh, 
uh, provide uh, expertise uh, uh, in the residence. Uh, he's, he's in the residence now. Even with today's disturbing news, Meadows still wasn't wearing a mask. Why aren't you wearing a mask right now? Yeah, so uh, I've obviously been tested. We're hopefully more than six feet away. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was tested on the plane before landing in Croatia. We're praying for the president and the first lady uh, that they'll have a speedy recovery. Do you have your results yet? Do you know if you're yes. positive no, or negative? negative? Yes, as of 20 minutes ago. Infectious disease expert Dr. Bill Schaffner. Oh, I'm sure that the president did expose a lot of people. You know, you can be contagious for 48, 72 hours before you test positive. And so we know that the, pay, uh, that the president was out there not wearing a mask, meeting lots of people face to face. Joe Biden, who stood just a few feet away from the president during the debate Tuesday, has tested negative, along with Jill. He posted, Jill and I send our thoughts to President Trump and First Lady Melania for a swift recovery. First boy Baron Trump has also tested negative, and so have Jared Kushner and wife Ivanka Trump, who went to work today. A big mistake in the opinion of Dr. Oz. I do believe that a lot of the people who are within six feet of the president for more than 15 minutes should be quarantining and, and super cautious. Melania tweeted, thank you for the love you are sending our way. I have mild symptoms, but overall feeling good. The next few days may be crucial for President Trump and for America. This is a very nasty virus and it can take a normal, healthy young person and put them in the intensive care unit in 48 hours. So the next day or so will be very, very important. Indeed it will, because President Trump is 74 years old, and his age, coupled with the fact that he is technically obese, puts him in a higher risk category. Amber Cagliano now has a look at some of his likely treatment options. What are the treatment options now that the president and first lady have tested positive? At 74, President Trump falls into the age category deemed most vulnerable to the coronavirus. His weight, 244 pounds, is considered obese. I do worry about, uh, about President Trump's health. He's I spoke to Dr. Oz. Tell us your reaction when you heard the president of the United States tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, it was, I was stunned. It reinforces the incredibly contagious nature of this virus. The most protected person in the country, maybe the planet, gets infected. I suspect his doctors are going to use a protocol that's going to include an antiviral, something like remdesivir, and he might use hydroxychloroquine. I also hope he's on zinc, vitamin D, and vitamin C. I suspect he is. Those have been demonstrated to be associated with better outcomes, pretty innocuous things to do. The White House says the president is experiencing mild symptoms, but is in good spirits. One of the big steps is if the patient does get more symptomatic, uh, would they consider giving him steroids? Because what kills and hurts a lot of people with COVID-19 is not the virus, but the body's overreaction to it. Now, you don't want to give the steroids early, but if he does get more symptomatic, it's one of the tools that could be used by the White House physicians. Of course, the president's heavy schedule of appearances over the last few days is raising a lot of concerns. The timeline of where he went and the people with whom he came into contact is now being studied to make sure whoever needs to get tested does so. Here's Les Trent. Where and when did the president contract COVID-19? The possibilities are numerous. Here's the timeline. Saturday, September 26th. 
Trump introduces Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. The audience of power brokers sit close together on the White House lawn. It's entirely possible that the president got infected over the weekend. In fact, I think it's likely. Judge Barrett said today she has tested negative for the virus. Later that night, the president holds a rally in Pittsburgh. The folks behind him wear masks, but the vast majority of the crowd do not. Hope Hicks is there, maskless, clapping to YMCA. Tuesday, September 29th, the president and first lady head to Cleveland for the big debate. White House staff members gather to see them off. Many wear masks. Chris Christie spent the day with the president, prepping him for the debate. No, no one was wearing masks in the room um, when we were prepping. The Trump family walked in with masks on, but took them off as soon as they sat down. Debate moderator Chris Wallace spoke about it on Fox News today. That actually uh, violated the rules of the Cleveland Clinic, which was in charge of all the safety issues inside the hall. And I have a mask right here. This moment from the debate seems ironic today. The president mocking Joe Biden. I wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it, he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. The candidates stood 15 feet apart and never came any closer. But there are concerns today about the air circulating in the debate hall room. If you're going to be sitting in a place for many hours, uh, the virus really can build up and accumulate uh, if there isn't great ventilation around. Wednesday, September 30th, Hope Hicks flies with the president to a rally in Duluth, Minnesota crowding into Marine One with his inner circle, including son-in-law Jared Kushner. She walks up the steps of Air Force One, her hands on the railing that everyone else in the president's entourage then touches. 3,000 people attend the outdoor rally, packed tightly together. The president throwing hats into the crowd. Could that have spread the virus? There's not much evidence that you can spread it by touching surfaces like hats and uh, and things. I mean, obviously, it's not great. It is a little bit of an increased risk, but the risk much more is from airborne transmissions. That night, Hope Hicks starts showing symptoms. On the flight back to D.C., she is quarantined. According to The New York Times, the president was not himself on the flight, falling asleep at one point. Thursday afternoon, Hope Hicks tests positive. The president is informed just before he takes off for a fundraiser at his golf course in New Jersey, but he sticks to his schedule. Friday, 12.54 a.m., Trump sends out the tweet that changed history. Tonight, Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. As we mentioned, Amy Coney Barrett tested negative for COVID-19, but she actually was diagnosed with COVID-19 over the summer. She did recover. That's according to the Washington Post. And with the president's diagnosis coming just 32 days before the election, many wonder how will the presidential campaign be impacted? With the election only 32 days away, President Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis could be the ultimate game changer. This has changed everything. This is the October surprise. It changes it, it completely. We spoke to CBS News White House correspondent Paula Reed. 
The immediate impact of the president's diagnosis on the campaign is that he's likely going to be off the trail for 10 days, maybe two weeks, depending on how long he commits to quarantine. White House no, Press I Secretary Kayleigh McEnany lashed out today over a New York Times article that raised the question whether the president should remain on the ballot at all and be replaced by Mike Pence if he gets sick. What a ridiculous assertion by the New York Times. Um, that may be the hope and the wish of the New York Times, uh, but President Trump is the uh, president of the United States. Um, he's on the ballot. Um, he's hard at work. The second debate scheduled for October 15th is now up in the air. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says one option is to hold the debate remotely from two different locations. It actually happened once before. Separated by 3,000 miles. For the third 1960 presidential debate, JFK appeared from New York and Richard Nixon from Los Angeles. If we cannot succeed, then we must strengthen ourselves. The question now is whether voters will punish Trump at the polls for what many see as months of downplaying the pandemic. Now, the president testing positive for this virus begs the question, uh, if this White House cannot protect the president, uh, how is it ever supposed to protect the country? And this big question of whether this White House should have done more. And the president's diagnosis reverberated around the world, sparking front page headlines and well wishes from across the planet. Breaking news in the last hour. Donald Trump and his wife Melania have tested positive for coronavirus. A giant jolt hit the world today over the shocking news that President Trump and the First Lady tested positive for COVID-19. Yes, President Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. The news dominated headlines from all corners of the globe. The New York Times put it in a nutshell. Trump tests positive for COVID-19 and the world shudders. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was great ill from COVID-19 earlier this year tweeted, hope they both have a speedy recovery. President Putin of Russia sent Trump this telegram. I am certain that your inherent vitality, good spirits and optimism will help you cope with this dangerous virus. Trump has blamed China for the spread of the virus and today the state-owned media really rubbed it in, saying Trump paid the price for his gamble to play down the COVID-19. British actor Dominic West, best known for The Wire and The Affair, was slammed for his reaction to the news of Trump's diagnosis. Did you have a sort of instinctive reaction when you heard? I did slightly leap in the air with joy. I, I You know, he said it is what it is, and I, I think... Uh... I think the phrase is, what goes around comes around. The social media blowback was swift, evil, vile, and disgusting. Actress Sophia Bush of Chicago PD mocked the president in a tweet. Is it still a Democrat hoax? Zach Braff tweeted, but we're told this was a hoax. But even harsh critics of the president recognize this is a time where the nation must come together. MSNBC's Rachel Maddow, no fan of Trump's, tweeted, please pray for their speedy and complete recovery. Same from liberal actress Alyssa Milano. As someone who has had COVID-19 and still suffers, I can honestly say I wouldn't wish this virus on my worst enemy. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, more on the Trump COVID-19 crisis. Controversy over the rapid COVID test used at the White House. One, two, three, four, five. Does it give a false sense of security? The rapid test alone is not good enough to protect the president. Then, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids actor Rick Moranis sucker punched. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
America in crisis. The Commander-in-Chief, the First Lady, the top aide, stricken with COVID-19. Will there be others? Next, Inside Edition, Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Five people at her announcement stricken with the virus. Will it affect her nomination? Trump versus the virus. The world is watching. Next, Inside Edition. The COVID-19 diagnosis of the president, first lady, and a number of White House staffers once again is calling into question the rapid coronavirus test the White House has been using for months for screening. How reliable is it? Did the rapid COVID tests used at the White House give staffers and the first family a false sense of security? Their protocols at the White House was that they rely a lot on testing. You test negative, therefore you're good to go. You don't need to abide by other public health protocols. Simply not true. The White House used the rapid test from Abbott Laboratories. You find out the results in 15 minutes. It really could not be easier than this. Assistant Health Secretary Brett Giroir gave a Rose Garden demonstration. It's this easy. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five into the test. But there are growing concerns about the test's accuracy. One study found it had an unacceptable false negative rate, nearly 20 percent, meaning someone close to the president may have tested negative, but really been positive. A rapid test, really any test can give you a false negative. A single negative test alone is not good enough. Uh, to to feel like you've gotten a clean bill of health. You've got to continue doing those other things like mask wearing and social distancing. The administration has already sent out nearly four million of the rapid test kits to nursing homes and universities. The White House has also signed a $760 million contract for 150 million more tests. The rapid test alone is not good enough to protect the president. And that's not just an opinion. We know that's true because here we are. Here we go. Abbott Laboratories told us today they wish the president and first lady a speedy recovery, adding that while they don't know the details on who from the White House was tested on which devices, they say their rapid covid test has been used by more than 11 million Americans and they say it has a high rate of accuracy. We'll be back right after this. Still to come, honey, I shrunk the kids actor Rick Moranis sucker punched. It is shocking video of a 67-year-old man violently punched in the head on the streets of New York. And we've learned the victim is the star of some of the most popular comedies of all time. It's shocking surveillance video of a man getting sucker punched in New York City. Police say it was a random attack, which means the suspect had no idea his victim was none other than 67-year-old actor Rick Moranis, most famous for his roles in Ghostbusters. Who are you guys? We're the Ghostbusters. Who does your taxes? And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. This thing works, this will put us right up there with the invention of electricity. You can see the assailant approaching Moranis and punching him in the head. It happened right near the actor's home on Central Park West. The suspect, wearing a black I Heart New York sweatshirt, calmly walks away. Moranis has mostly shunned the spotlight since his heyday in the 80s, but he recently came out of retirement to appear in an ad with Ryan Reynolds for Mint Mobile. So why am I here? I'm just... A huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on, no, stop it. Seriously. Today, Reynolds tweeted, should have known not to subject Rick to the year 2020. Glad to hear he's okay. 
Moranis, who was experiencing back, hip, and head pain, was examined at a local hospital. He says he's fine and says he's grateful for everybody's well wishes. The suspect remains at large. When we come back, some final thoughts on today's big news about the president and first lady. today, the president's COVID diagnosis is a brutal reminder that there is no cure for the virus and that our only shot at keeping healthy right now is wearing a mask and keeping our distance. We wish the first couple a speedy recovery and know they are getting the very best medical care. Meantime, all of us can support the president and health care workers by doing what we can to not get sick. These days, it's not you're never fully dressed without a smile, but without a mask. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Wear your mask, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.